Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall and I'm joined as always by Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling strong, virile vigorous powerful you look all of those things i look at you in in my skype spot and i'm like man eric is looking mm. you know just vivacious tonight straight beast mode yeah um it's been been a bit of a, a beast mode weekend for yours truly made the uh yeah the, the long uh, trip over to chicago i guess down and over would probably be more accurate um i'm judging by your uh scenery that you're back home in the tc i am home in, in Traverse City, got back about uh, four four p.m. this this evening. Got ourselves some dinner. Now we're just just settling in. Um, but it's all work for you. Getting right to it with the podcast. Yeah, I, I was I was all business. I I told you coming down. I need you to do the the outline because gosh darn it, I'm gonna be on the road. So if this show sucks, yeah, it's we'll, on me. We'll know I'll put it on. But anyway, went to Chicago, watched some basketball with some of my friends, got to see the river. You know how they turn the river green for St. Patrick's Day? Oh, yeah. It yeah, was, is that cool? It was awesome. It was the greenest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And we went on yeah. Sunday morning. So, like, it had kind of started to dissipate, I'm assuming, a little bit since when they did it. It was wild. It, it was, And you know how much I love bridges. It was a, it was a good, good morning for me. Yeah. I... I... I guess I didn't know how much you love bridges, but bridges are a good edifice, yeah. In my estimation, bridges are top one of, ten for sure. Bridges are one of one of my things. Like I like skylines, <laughs> I like baseball, and I like bridges. And you like zoos and zoo, yeah, animals, of course. Everyone loves animals. They should you're, anyway. You're a Renaissance man. You like lots of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And you're I like a lover, not a hater. Yes, that's true. Um, saw lots of basketball. Got to see Michigan State go down. I'm sure that made you happy. Ooh, 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 sad story. Yeah, that was that was a. Did you watch it? No. 
it was one of those basketball games that you know it doesn't matter who you're necessarily rooting for just the basketball being played was one of the just like an assault on the senses like my eyeballs my eyeballs bled after that game it was so terrible so intense yes yeah but the undeniable star from the weekend of course was sister jean did you see sister jean from loyola i'm familiar yeah the million year old chaplain um, kind of, kind of became the the Loyola mascot over the over the course of the of the games. Um, are you? I feel like the they always are going to these kids on the or, I say kids, people on the on the in the stands that are like, they, they make them almost the mascots of the team. Like the team, you know, Houston that Michigan was playing, they kept showing that one player's little brother who also had the the mini man bun. Um, I, I'm I'm always happy to see. I was going to say always happy to see the kids crying. That sounds really, really <laughs> terrible. Um, I, I guess I don't hate it when, when the kids are crying in the stands. Um, but I, They I re- do cut to a lot of fan reaction shots these days. Yeah, they, is... want the, they want the emote, you know? Definitely. But I, I like Sister Jean. And then they interviewed her in the postgame, and she, had, she only has Loyola go into the Sweet 16. You know, because Granny ain't right. about to lose her bracket pool over some over their sorry butts. No, Sister Sister Jean ain't messing around. She doesn't have time for your shenanigans. She literally, doesn't Did you have s- time for much. Yeah, <laughs> she does not have time. <laughs> the clock is ticking. She's in God's waiting room. That is for sure. Uh, did you see where they asked her about? Oh, uh, looks like you're kind of a, a national star now. And she responds, uh, "I think you mean international star." <laughs> Sister. You dropping straight fire. Yeah, Sister G might need to work on some humility. Nah. Hey, when you're that, that old, I say you just do what you want. I mean, no, no one, no one can really get under your skin because you know you're going to be gone in a while anyway. You just live your best life and stick it to the man. Yeah, say, Sister, Sister Jean yeah. certainly is living her best life right now. No, no doubt about freedom it. Freedom rockets. I mean, this woman is a nun, you know, so she doesn't have to put up with your crap. She's lived a holy, virtuous life. Fine. Uh, so that brings us this week's uh, leadoff question: Who's your favorite old person? Okay, so uh, I thought about this a little bit. I think the obvious answer on a Tigers podcast would be some somebody like um, Al Kaline or uh, Willie Horton, and those guys are both kind of good representatives for the club, right? They represent the D. Al Kaline is helping on the fields, but doesn't get in the way too much. Um, they showed a nice video of him taking some players out for dinner, which is cool. Al Kaline is, is a pretty class act. Um, but my kind of obscure, I don't know how obscure this is, but my favorite old person is Daniel Kahneman. Oh. Daniel Kahneman. Okay. And he's only loosely associated with baseball because Michael Lewis recently wrote a book about him and his uh, late partner, Amos Tversky. Um, Michael Lewis is famous, of course, for Moneyball, if you're familiar with the Moneyball book. Um, so Daniel Kahneman was an, is, he's still living, he's 84 years old. He's an Israeli psychologist, and he was really instrumental in creating the field of behavioral economics, which I find very fascinating. So, um, Rich, uh, Richard Thaler and, um, and, um, uh, uh Sus- or I forget how, how you say his name. Um, they, um, but Kahneman was really instrumental in, um, 
in this kind of new field. He won a Nobel Prize, and he's still live, kicking, giving talks and stuff. He wrote a book, which I read um, not too long ago, called Thinking Fast and Slow. It's kind of psychology. So he's one of these really interesting kick-ass uh, old guys. He He grew up at the the tail end of world war two and kind of faced all the Jewish, um, hardships associated with that kind of life, a fascinating guy. So he's my favorite old guy. Dang. When I, when I came up with this question, I did not think we were getting into behavioral economics, but that one has caught me by a little bit of surprise. Sorry, I was a little long winded, but he, he's my favorite old guy. So I had to kind of, you know, introduce him a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's a very good one. Now, now we're all Googling that. We're yeah, not, it, we're not. Hey, if you're half as smart as Danny Kahneman, you're you're living a good life. So obviously my overall favorite person is my grandpa, but that's not I mean that, that's, everyone has has a grandpa. Yeah. I guess I didn't count grandpas. So I, I want I wanted to establish him as the number one old person and now I'm moving on to somebody else. Um my pitching coach in college was cool. conservatively eighty five. I, I I don't know. He's he's a very, very elderly man. Um he had a lot of sayings that a lot of them revolved around Bob Feller, who I'm assuming he watched in his prime. Maybe maybe watched him come up as a prospect. Um, sayings. These are like proverbs or aphorisms about about pitching or about life or all of the above. He had he had plenty to say about about everything. Um, but my favorite he didn't see real well. My favorite story about mm. him. Um, I was sitting next to him in the dugout. Uh, I was frequently a bullpen pitcher and in college you frequently do not have a separate bullpen so you're you're in the dugout with with everyone else and i was sitting next to him and he asked me what pitcher was on the mound because he couldn't see from the dug or from the dugout to the mound um so i told him coach Siler, that's mike he's out there on the mound so that's that's my favorite old person if you gotta help the old folks out if you want to get in touch with the show you can on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Did you spit out an ice cube? Yeah, I had too many in my mouth at the same time, and I figured if I was going to talk again, I probably shouldn't have a mouthful of ice cubes. What, what's the cutoff there? Like, is three ice cubes yeah, five, three too four? Many. Well, it, it's not just numerical. It's also volumetric. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, big ice cubes, obviously, you can have fewer in your mouth, and, and it take up more space. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram, Jordino, or at Jordino4. Um, I actually posted a picture of the Green River on there this this evening. So if you're oh, nice. curious about that, go see me and my friends. Not Eric. It's it's other friends. It's not Eric. You won't see his mysterious face on there. Um, Facebook.com backslash podcast. And we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, we have two reviews from t- last week. Are you ready? Really? Since? since fancy so we are now up to 69 ratings nice not making that up nice. all right all right here are the reviews the first one comes from ron gardenhire's brain which i figured you oh, of all geez. people would enjoy um the review is titled podcasting without pretense this is what he has to say they don't take themselves too seriously and sometimes they are downright silly us never uh, but very enjoyable tiger talk highly recommended so thank you to the the cranium of of our manager Ron Gardenhire. We appreciate that. Yes, and the second one comes from Jordan Ryan, sixty nine sixty nine four twenty, 
and he, nice the, nice you <laughs> the title is eric is a pretentious d for being too dot 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 i think you can only put so Wait, much what was that what did you say eric, He's a what eric is a pretentious d for being too and i'm assuming yeah. the the rest of the title was cut off um so we'll never know why you're a pretentious d um, I mean, we I'm all, sure what, we all whatever it is is accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's um, fine. And the review is it was great minus all of the Tigers talk. So, <laughs> well, hey, we can get rid of that. I mean, that's, you know, if that's what's holding us back, we can just cut the dead weight, I suppose. It, it very well may be. Um, and I just took a look at our bracket group. You and I are actually tied after the really first weekend all? at 360. Tender moment. So all of our picks were equally as very good. Is that what you, is that what you call yours? Very good picks? So very very correct? Correct. Correct. Very correct. Yeah. Um, just following up on your Green River thought, I mean, is The Fugitive the best St. Patrick's Day movie? Sure. You're familiar with The Fugitive? I'm familiar that it is a movie, but as you know, I don't watch movies because they're too long. Yeah, that's true. You know, that two-hour time commitment, that's a big big chunk of your life. It, it is, yeah. No, I, yeah, That's like four episodes of The Simpsons. Well, I don't know about The Simpsons, but I, I would take <laughs> a 30-minute show over a movie any day of the week. I, I, okay. Even an hour show sometimes is too long for me, which makes a lot of sense considering my favorite sport takes <laughs> roughly three hours to complete. Yeah. But something new is happening every inning in that, so. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. All right. So once again, we are edging ever closer to uh, the merciful end of spring training. I feel like every year we get to this point, we're like, okay, okay, let's just let's just speed through this. Um, and you know, the the regular season is about to start. Guys are dropping like flies, and we're down to like what seventy guys in pl- in camp plus the randos <laughs> that are still getting in as the reserves. Randos. Um, but there are some subtle signs that we are, you know edging towards opening day like the big storyline this week that jordan zimmerman was named as the opening day starter now i don't know if you saw tiger's twitter but they uh they weren't such a fan of this announcement (laughs) what was the first thing you thought when you saw this the first thing i thought was like uh why i mean i don't get it much it's very clear in my mind that michael fulmer is our best starting pitcher. Yeah, there's just no doubt about that. It seems very clear. Like, does the Tigers management either not see it the same way that I do, in which case they're dumb, or two, <laughs> they're leaning on tradition or, um, you know, protocol of letting the old guy start and claiming that he deserves it or has earned it, in which case they're also dumb. So I felt like they were a little dumb about this. But, I don't know, Fulmer is such a patient, gentle, Ron Swanson-type soul that I don't think he's going to get too pissy about it. And he didn't from his quotes. No, he, he definitely did. I think the big thing it comes down to is, like, we're going to lose a lot of games. Does it matter if Jordan Zimmerman is the first guy to take a loss or Michael Fulmer is the first guy to take a loss? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit too of a pragmatist. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't actually matter. I mean, it is. I, I it is one of those things. Baseball has some of these ceremonial things that are like honors. You know, it's an honor to hit cleanup. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to you know yeah. start on opening day. Um, Zimmerman clearly has not earned necessarily that honor, but 
I don't know. When it, when a team is so bad, like Yuli Shasin started on opening day last year for the Padres. Like there there has to be some sort of devaluation of it at this point. I, yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time getting super worked up about this. But I did have kind of a thought on the subject. It, it almost Tell makes me. me wonder if it's like them trying to push him toward Zimmerman speaking of here, towards Towards greatness. Being an ace. Yeah, it's almost kind of like a, a fake it till you make it situation. Like, we're going to treat yes. you as an ace. You're going to go out there and you're going to be our guy. And, you know, maybe maybe a little extra encouragement. I mean, Zimmerman doesn't exactly seem like the sentimental type, but but who knows? Maybe a little extra encouragement and a little bit of responsibility. Like when you hand a, pl- a soccer player the captain's armband, right. maybe there there's like a little extra onus. I, I don't know. Like... I guess so I this is like when they batted Ryan Rayburn second. Remember that experiment? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to prop him up. So you think maybe this is not fueling his ego. You think maybe it's propping up his, his confidence. I don't necessarily think that's what they're trying to do. I think that could be a result. I guess that's where I'm at. All right. And All right. Hopefully. Maybe, maybe that is the case. Maybe there's a lot more going on upstairs than we give these guys credit to. Um. I say to myself that, but I, I don't actually believe that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Fulmer took it in stride. Um, I, I have a hard time finding much of anything that I don't think Michael Fulmer would take in stride. <laughs> he's he's pretty cool. He he seems super chill. He's just gonna grow facial hair and pitch. I mean, that's all he really cares about. It seems like to me. I found it fascinating that um, Zimmerman seemed like you. Uh, the news was he was cued into this earlier. But even when they interviewed him, he seemed a little a little sheepish about it. Like, oh, yeah, Fulmer probably has earned it. But that seemed a little peculiar to me. But, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it could also be um, I mean, Michael Fulmer's still a young kid. Like, obviously, there are young guys that start on opening day. But maybe it's it's a symbolic way of taking some of the pressure off him. I don't know. Like this is the same reason they're reluctant to bat Candelario second, which is it's just because he's young, which is again stupid to me. But whatever. Speaking of, let's move on to Gardy uh, Gardenhire consulting the guys upstairs about the lineup. Um, I was just thinking to myself, do you know what a guy who really understands the process of what goes on upstairs refers to the guys upstairs as? The, the, the guys, guys upstairs. upstairs. Yeah, they don't have names. They don't have an <laughs> official title. They're just, you know, the ethereal, the the guys upstairs with their with their electricity and their computing. Come on, Guardy. You can do a little better than that. Okay, so he absolutely It's tongue in cheek, but he absolutely can. And I, I, I just go back and forth on the whole garden hire thing because I do think he is going to bring some good things to the club and there's he he obviously has drawbacks. But what it comes down to for me is we are going to be oh my my dryer's done. The cl- the clothes are ready to be folded. Um nice. what what it comes down to for me is we are going to be a very bad baseball team for at least the next two years. I don't know how much it matters you know what the guys upstairs are telling garden hire between now and then garden hire isn't making any uh personnel decisions he's not the one that we're sure. gonna have to worry about is he is he cutting guys that the that the numbers like you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it's it really is almost the same thing with the the batting order like yeah. is you know should mikey be at the top and then candle and some of these high on base percentages and say guys like martin and iglesias be at the bottom because that gives us the best chance to win yeah, yes. obviously. That that is exactly what it means. But 
I mean, maybe we're all drastically underestimating how good this team can be. I don't think that's the case, but maybe we are. <laughs> if that's the case, then yeah, we absolutely should be restructuring the lineup to do that. But in the meantime, I don't know. I have a hard time getting worked up about it when, you know, if if Garden Hire's terrible lineups cost us three games over the course of a terrible season, I don't know that I have the energy within me to get pissed about that. There's there's a lot of other things I think that'll piss me off more. All right, that's fair. I still am a little pissy if Leona's Martin bats lead off every game for us, and I guess look at his stupid face and his low on base percentage leading off for us. I'm going to be a little ornery I'm about actually, that. I'm actually going to fight back on that point a little bit. Obviously, the career on base percentage is very low. There was a point in time when Leonis Martin was a not terrible baseball player. I'm not saying that he's going to get back to that point because, you know, if, he, if people thought he would, we wouldn't have been able to sign him for what we what we did. But right. I'm not ready to say that he's a terrible baseball player because I have seen him be a not terrible baseball player. Is he a good leadoff hitter? Is he the leadoff hitter for our team? He, I, I don't necessarily think he is a good leadoff hitter, but I don't look at that team and see a good leadoff hitter. I see, a, I see That's a couple true. guys. There's that, nobody who's ideal. I see right. a couple guys that are probably better options, but none that are so much of a better option that I'm really ready to scream about it. Um, right. And that, that of course, is forecasting Leonis Martin to get back to being good as he is right now, or what we've seen over the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Like literally, everyone is a better option to lead off. But if the guys, the air quotes, the guys upstairs said, okay, here's what the numbers say. You should go Candelario Cabrera Castellanos. That's what the numbers say. That's how you should do it. And they handed that piece of paper to Ron Gardenhire. What would he do with it? He's crumpling that up. And he would crumple it, it into shoulder. a ball and say, you nerds can go do your nerdy things upstairs away from me. That's what he'd probably give it to Basio to look at. And Basio would stuff it into his diet Mountain Dew can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that that pretty much covers that subject. We'll get more into the lineup, I'm sure, as the lineup. We'll have a lot of materializes. Let's talk to a guy or about a guy who has um, camp has not materialized such uh, in such a way that we would have liked, I guess. And that is Mike Fires. Um, apparently he is not injured, which if we're being completely honest, him being injured would have been a little bit of relief because he has been, <sighs> but terrible. Um, I don't even know where to start with this. I had, I had really high hopes for him. Um, you did. Why? I, because he was a fresh <laughs> signing and I can get talked into anybody. I mean, if, if we're okay, being honest, that's fine. but uh, I'm a, I'm a fires hater. I hope I never actually see Mike Fires because he's he's gonna look at me and say you're a you're a me hater. Are you a Fires fighter? Can I say that? I'm a fire. No, you shouldn't because it's yeah, it's probably not good. But yeah, I'm a fire fighter. Bad. So, he's on a slide. He's not good. So he might start the year on the DL. It's obviously good for Daniel Norris. Is that good for the Tigers? I, I yes. think it might be. Any any combination of less fires is gain for us. Ugh. Not feeling fires. I want to go on record and say that I believe I've done this before. I'd like to go on record and say that I think Mike Fires will be a serviceable starting pitcher. Yeah, for the we Detroit thought that Tigers about Pelfrey year. too. Yes, yeah. he can join Pelfrey and Suckland. Yikes! So the fires, yeah. the fires train, the fires and Pelfrey, stupid. Um. So yeah, the, I, we got the fires train. Like we're gonna replace that, replace with the Pelf train. 
So yeah. speaking of of uh, of fires, we got to get into this a little bit. Some of the various uh, tigers prep strategies. I think uh, you you came up with this, and I think this is really interesting. Some some just different ways of of looking yeah. at how to get ready for a season. We should credit uh, Katie Strang with uh, the Athletic. Did you subscribe to the Athletic? Do you do the Athletic thing? I would love to, but I have not. Um, something right. about it costing money was is the, yeah, it, the big one. Yeah, it's real money. It's not even pretend money. No. But Katie Strang, um, I, I have a subscription to The Athletic because I'm not a poor. Must be nice. And I live a luxurious 1%, lifestyle. One percenter. I'm a one percenter for sure. But she wrote this article talking about different prep strategies. So I'm sorry. Continue with the introduction of this topic. I'm sorry. Uh, different prep strategies um, based on an article by, by Katie Strang that I did not read. Um <laughs> So let's start with Mike Fires. Uh, he is now seven days in on being a vegan. As we all know, a lot of these um, alternate eating styles, different lifestyles, they're, they're really long-lasting and stuff that people really stick to. Um, how do you think that when he continues on with being a vegan that that is going to help or hinder his, his baseball prowess? The thing to me is it has nothing to do with it. It's all between your ears. Right. It's a lifestyle. It's a um, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. If he thinks I think it's a cult. eating. Yeah. If he thinks he's eating, you know, drinking green juice is going to give him another mile per hour in his fastball. You know what? Drink some green vegetable pulp. I don't care, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't give me a drink of that vegetable pulp. I don't want that crap. But if, if you want to drink it down. Uh, you said that Shane Green has also uh, dabbled with veganism, which I don't think anything could possibly surprise me less. Um, His name is Green. Oh, right? yeah. uh, do you think that the the past seven days of him being a vegan have been responsible for his decline over the last four to five years? No, I, to me, I think it's been mostly because his because of his sucking. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Right. Yeah, of course. Just like I'm, just like you broke down Reyes' swing last week. Um, so, so here's the deal with with fires being a vegan. It does concern me the lack of protein that he will intake, but <laughs> it does not concern you. I don't foresee this lasting. If we were talking no. about it next, he already week, snuck I would be a couple of shrimp. He snuck a couple of shrimp. Shrimp is not meat. Vegan. Shrimp isn't shrimp meat. It's too meat. No, come on. Sea meat. It's not kosher. Sea meat it's is meat. not meat. It, there's a. It's a different thing. Land meat is meat. Sea meat is something completely different. And like everyone knows bug. that. It's true. Yeah. It's a sea bug, but yeah, exactly. but it's meat. Um, another one. Castellanos has been doing the animal flow uh, yoga. Now the question <laughs> I have on this one: Is there any benefit? That is worth looking how you look while doing animal flow yoga. I don't know. I mean, you have to be pretty strong in yourself. You have to have a good self uh, image and strong sense of who you are to like wiggle around on all fours and like, uh, you know, get in touch with your primal self. To be fair, I Nick seems to be a fairly self-assured young man. I I don't I don't see that being a problem for excuse me, Nicholas. Nicholas, please, please, come on. Let's show some respect. But he was talking about how he sees his, like, toddler son rolling around on the floor. And, you know, the idea with animal flow, I can't say it without laughing, animal flow yoga, is, you know, you got to return to your, your more primal toddler self. And we have learned to 
walk forward and stand upright as uh, as adults, and we need to get back to the more compound muscular <laughs> movements of our of our more primitive self. Come on. Not this is it. It feels like the wave of the future. Just as you tell me this, I'm thinking, yes. Yeah. That is how we should do it. Yes, absolutely. Pretty soon, you know, zoos are going to be running CrossFit, and, you know, wrestling that could be, beavers that, or whatever. That, that's, my, that's my job right there. I could be the first. Yeah, crossover appeal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other one was uh, Candelario and his beat. <laughs> Easy. On, in his beach workout, uh, that one sounds the best to me because it's, yeah, you're you know, running beach. on a beach. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, my style would be you know pounding back some Coronas. Yeah, I mean, pe- people but, enjoy the beach in different ways. Um, but he's oh, like running in the sand and stuff. That seems like hard work. Primitive. They, they say sand is like a two steps forward, one step back kind of workout, which you yeah. know that does sound harder. Uh, Good. And then the last one, of course, was James McCann um, and how he, he had, you know, he had his twins in the hospital for a while, but he would pound, yep. pound the weights early in the morning and then get himself to Zaxby's for a salad and take that up to the hospital. I'll tell you what, we discovered Zaxby's down in Florida and it is several fire emojis. Um, I'm unfamiliar with the product. It is uh, primarily chicken tenders. That's kind of chicken tenders and like boneless wings. Those are their big things. They have a bunch of dipping sauces. So while, uh, you know, it sounds great when McCann says I had a bunch of salads, if he's getting a chicken salad, I don't believe they do chicken that isn't chicken tenders, which... Um, not a dietitian, but I don't believe that's necessarily the healthiest thing in the world. Um, but I guess at least he was pounding out the weights. Um, no, but no, Zaxby's Zaxby's is, is good. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan. He gained like 20 pounds. And if you look at pictures of him, yeah, he looks like a, he looks like a block. Yeah. It's a lot of man. Yeah, definitely in a good way. Yeah. He's very rectangular. <laughs> I think that's what we all want to be rectangular. Absolutely. Um, some other stories, a little bit more hard-hitting. Uh, the team announced the <laughs> extension of protective netting at Comerica Park. I feel like this is one that we should definitely celebrate, but we should also be a little annoyed that we are celebrating it now and not like five years ago. Yeah, right. But Now, do you give any credit to the line of thinking that says fans, I mean, for a century it has worked without so much netting. Fans need to pull their heads out of their phones, pay attention, and it's not right for some fans who like to get uh, to get foul balls. It's not fair for them to suffer because some people are negligent in their their attention. Uh, you, you buy in this kind of line of thinking at all? I mean, I certainly can see where they're coming from, but here's the deal: like it's just a it's just a classic common good. Like you should give up a little bit to ensure the safety of all because you know you say uh you know we would say they should get off their phones and watch the game but they pay their ticket they can they can fan however they want at the ballpark if you want to be you know checking twitter i don't know whatever else people do on their phones while you're at the ballpark be my guest um i'm willing to forego a little bit of the experience a little bit of i mean i don't i don't care if i get a foul ball but other people might i'm willing to give that up um to make sure that you know, homeboy next to me doesn't get decked in the face by a foul ball while he's, you know, posting something on Instagram. I'm, I'm okay with that. We're, we're in agreement on this. I mean, the foul balls can get on you so fast. Even if you're kind of paying attention, you can still get clocked to the ball. Um, 
Unless, How about the argument that that it kind of obstructs your view? I agree to a certain extent. I, I mean, you can still see through nets. Like it's it's not yeah. a wall. Well, in the press release from the Tigers, kind of touted their thinner gauge, however many mils thickness. Like, like this is the ultimate in protective netting technology. It's like it's like, like thread count. The higher it is, the better, <laughs> the better the sheets. I will tell you, it's important to have a good thread count on your bedding. <laughs> I'm no Martha Stewart, but sounds I mean, like we a man take who life knows. seriously. Um, and the, and the last the last little bit uh, on the serious um, stuff here, I have uh, Ronnie Rodriguez is a rapper. How did we not know that until now? I feel like this is right down your avenue. Yeah, I, I feel like you should be all this. over this. Yeah, you know you're down with the youths, aren't you? I don't know you, that Ronnie Rodriguez the constitutes a youth. He, dude's like he's old. He's not <laughs> he's not a, you old, but he's old. Oh, ouch! He's he's a hip hop artist. He's with the the Drake and the the Migos and the <laughs> the big, medium, and small Shans. I mean. You should know. You should be over this. Come on, you're like our uh, a reporter for such things. Dude, dude's a SoundCloud rapper. He ain't a real rapper. You get something on. <laughs> you get something on the air, and then I'm listening. That's gonna a SoundCloud rapper. Ouch. And I say that as somebody who once a week posts a bit of audio to SoundCloud. Um, yes. Yes. You SoundCloud podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. No shame. No shame. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, why don't we move on to your beef of the week? Beef of the week. You know, we just got done talking a little bit about music and SoundCloud. I'd like to shift gears a little bit to something far more complex than SoundCloud and far more frustrating, and that is iTunes. iTunes. How does this now, not turn into an old man rant? Apple has become rich and famous for their elegant design and the simplicity and beauty of their objects. I own a iPhone. I'm looking it at it, in, yep. Yeah, it's in my hand often during the day i find it a beautiful and convenient piece of technology how can they get some things so right but itunes is completely indecipherable it's almost to the point you cannot use it like you pull up itunes what's the first thing that you see it is time to update itunes <laughs> and you can't just update itunes you got to put um you know quick time or whatever is with it like i swear every 
other time I try to pull up iTunes, it prompts me for an update. Couldn't you get it right like once in a while, Apple? Like try to get an update that serves you for, you know, maybe six months. Do a good job at the beginning. Okay, so once you update or not update like I do, you don't know where to go. Where's my music? I don't know. You got to pull some menu. Like then there's images. It's just indecipherable. Like some of your music's in a file and then, but it's so you can't find your album. Well, you know, and then they're syncing. Okay. How do I sync my phone? Like, I don't want to plug my phone in cause I, I don't know what's going on. Like I can't find the menu or anything. Let me stop you there. Have you consulted with your children and maybe see if they could help you with some of these these tasks? Listen, I am a competent computer user. (laughs) I can use Spotify. Spotify does not baffle me in the same way that iTunes does. It's poor design. It's poor design. Like, you you, you go to the store and you can't find even to leave a review on our, our very highly rated podcast 69 ratings yeah sync nice nice you you have to like go four or five steps to even find it and then you got to click over to the thing and find another thing like if i just want to listen to our podcast sometimes and everybody would want that Obviously. just go over to soundcloud or something like itunes is indecipherable oh yeah it's just so shameful that the once great ipod itunes combo has degraded into an indecipherable mess. I hate iTunes. It's stupid. It's the beef of the week. Now, have you found that this uh, problem has gotten worse since Steve Jobs, and I'm using air quotes here, died? (laughs) What do you think? He didn't die? He's like Tupac? Yeah, absolutely. He's like in Barbados or Cuba or something? I'm not saying he's for sure not dead. I'm just saying we don't know for sure that he is dead. That's, That's where I come down on this. Just like the moon, I don't know for sure that you don't we didn't think the, go moon to the moon is dead. <laughs> I don't. I don't think for sure that we didn't go to the moon, but I definitely don't think for sure that we did go to the moon. It's logic. Anyway, that's not what the show's about. Steve Jobs is. not being dead is what this show is about. Would you agree that iTunes is trash? No, I have no idea where this came from. I have no problem with iTunes whatsoever. <laughs> fine, fine. I also the crotchety. am a competent computer user, and I have a, a Mac. Listen, which... I use other computer applications in my life and don't have issues. It's just iTunes is stupid. They probably heard you say that and is giving you issues on purpose. They listen to us. You know that. They listen yeah, to been... us. Yeah, don't or don't anthropomorphize your computer. It hates that. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the crap I saw on the side of the road while running. Um, so <laughs> the last run in Florida. Um, so I'm running, running, running. I run past the Ray Stadium. I get about a half mile beyond it, and I come across. So so picture. You're talking this. about the Trop? No, uh, the their, spring, their spring training stadium. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. So yes. there, it's uh, you know just your typical sidewalk, you know, concrete paved or whatever, you know, room for you know one person to go each way. So on the on this you know gray pavement, there is a box of Chick Fil A nuggets. There is an open sauce and a like half-eaten nugget on the ground it wow like honestly it looks like somebody was having a chick-fil-a picnic picnic um, you know what happened don't you what they were raptured 
It's pretty clear. It's pretty much the only option. But that's what it looked, you looks like. You missed the rapture. Somebody yeah. was somebody was having a picnic and thought, oh, crap, I got to go. Dropped their nugget and just, just bailed. It yeah. was it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my entire life. You witnessed evidence of the rapture. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. We all missed it. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Llanos. Okay, let's move on to some Twitter questions. Yeah, this will be fun. As I say that, how about you give me a second, and I'll pull them up. You know, you, you, I'll give the play-by-play. He's holding up his telephone. He kind of gave it a blow. I don't know what that was about. There was a little but, bit a little bit of something on it. Yeah, okay. So now he's pushing buttons, it appears like. He's very focused. And, I'm focused uh, at all times, obviously. A, a, look, of, a look of seriousness I on his face. It, as made it to, to it the likes on, uh, on our yeah. Twitter page. This is sophisticated business, friends. Okay. This isn't. Yeah. We're, okay. we're ready. Oh, he's ready. Enough of the play-by-play. Let's move along. Uh, Caleb York asks us, coolest name on the spring training roster. My money's on Nico Goodrum. Uh, what say you? First of all, um, we haven't yeah. gotten into Nico enough. Nico is my guy. Nico hit another bomb the yeah. other day. Dude's going to make the club, and I'm not convinced that he's not starting on opening day. Don't at me. Don't you're, lay off the drugs, Paul. You lay off. It's not the drugs. starting. He may not even make the team because Ronnie Rod, Ron Rod, Ronnie, El Felino, the rapper, is probably got a leg up on him. Ronnie's got nothing on my boy. I Nico. heard. I heard Nico uh, was a little dinged. Yeah, he had a shoulder issue. We've we've all been there. Who hasn't had a little bit of a shoulder? So he's just powering through. Yeah, that's what gamers do. He's okay. The good, he's the good run. Top shelf. Answer the question. Um, yeah, he is probably the best name because uh, Ulrich Bojarski and Kedar Akitaguera. Yeah, neither of those guys are on the spring training team. Yeah, they're, they're coming for him, though. I'll tell you what. Um, I like Edwin Espinel. I think that's a cool name. Oh, yeah. I, I like to go for the Espinal tap reference, but, you know, if he was going to turn it up to 11, <laughs> that's maybe. Good. That's pretty good. I don't know. I didn't see that one coming. That's good. Um, Jeremy Troy asks us, uh, does Grandpa Clem, uh, Clempert and Family Heating and Cooling finally take over the Sam Bernstein law firm as the most advertised in FSD? A dark horse local slash regional advertiser, uh, advertiser. Forgive me if you guys don't see these since you're both in different parts of the state. Oh, we see them. Oh, yeah, you can't get away from them. Um, yeah, we're not going to sell you anything you don't need or want, you know, Grandpa. You know what somebody who would sell you something you don't need or want would say? That they're not going <laughs> right. to sell you something you don't need suspicious. or want. <laughs> yeah. How big is their family? I mean, they're having these commercials. I'm assuming that's garnering some business. I mean, you can't just send a second cousin out to fix your plumbing every time you call. I mean, they got to have some other people involved. Yeah, if I'm not getting a direct relative, even a second cousin, I feel like is too much of a stretch. Um, <laughs> got, now, sha- got shafted by but the thing family is, as bullying. business grows up, their ability to have more offspring, offspring will also go up. You know, more means, and then there will be more people to provide to something. heat and and cool. So, I think that's what we have to look forward now, to. Now, what's with Eastern? What's with Eastern Michigan like? You just keep it in the family? Can't you just run a business without, like, keeping all your prodigy involved? Like, with Bernstein and with uh, the heating and cooling business? Like, branch out a little bit. It's fine. 
Is it, though? I don't know. I mean, these two companies seem to have it pretty well figured out, and they keep it all in the family. Well, I mean, the Tigers with Avila and Alex, I mean, I suppose that is the way to do things, you know? Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Anthony Troya asks us, did you guys stay up for the U of M Houston game? If so, what was your reaction to the last second bucket? Man, I'm too old for that. Sorry. I stayed up for the game, and I have to admit, I jumped up and down like a little girl. Um, first of all, that the shot went in, and second of all, that it was my guy Jordan Poole. I love Jordan Poole. That, Jordan, yeah. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, Beeline diagnosed the situation correctly. He absolutely has an overdose of swag. Um, so I, I want to get your your take on the UMBC Twitter account. You said that you were uh, you were you were following them. You're you're liking a little retriever magic. Um, the Twitter account, maybe for my taste, got a little mouthy. Uh, maybe a little bit beyond. Uh, banter, if you will. What was your take on that? I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was fun. I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, just like promoting the academics at UMBC, I think was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you, you know, outkicked your coverage a little bit, but I think he was fine. I mean, you're only going to do it once in a decade or more. I mean, this is the first time it's happened in 130 some opportunities. You know, go for it. Live your best life, UMBC Twitter guy. Yeah, I guess I that's like that's probably the case. I've, I've, th- when you said outkicked his coverage, I feel like that was definitely accurate, too. Um, <laughs> I don't know that he was quite as funny as he maybe thought he was, but, yeah, he's, you, you, hey, go you for pull it. an upset like that, you pretty much have the, the license to do whatever you want. Yep. Um, Gibby at Bill Gibbard uh, asks us, are all the potholes fixed between Toledo and Comerica Park given back and forth that is likely upcoming? Uh, tell slash sell us on the farm, Seawolves, Whitecaps. Uh, the Danny Worth Memorial Highway. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If you live in the Grand Rapids area, get out to see the Whitecaps. Last sure. year, they were awesome. The experience is awesome. Here's the thing. It's baseball in person. It's a great stadium. It's a fun product. Just just get out and see them. Um, you have some goofy food. They yeah. always do that upright. They they have between innings shows. It's going to keep your kids mildly ocu- occupied. Minor league baseball is a underrated joy. I love minor league baseball. Show. And I'm I haven't been to Erie. I would assume it's probably similar. Toledo is less so of the gimmicky stuff but still a little bit of it it's a little bit more professional it's it's a cool stadium it's it's not not necessarily a great atmosphere but it's kind of got the whole whole old like kind of hipstery vibe to it i i dig it um but here's the thing like if you're going to a minor league game yes you want to see great baseball you want to see our prospects but like i don't know it's it's more of a an experience going there as opposed to like I don't know. Just just take take yeah. it all in, enjoy it. Like it, it's fun. Um, maybe more You're so. You're less than it worried is. about the outcome of the game and the performances of a particular player. You can kind of just enjoy your experience. I yeah, think. absolutely. Um, Connor Devins asked us, "Who is Gerson Moreno?" Uh, the name sounds familiar. Is, does he play for us? Yeah, he, he's he's a pitcher in our organization. Well, there you go. I had that mostly. Between you and me, Connor, I'm not sure it's a name you're ever going to need to know. <laughs> there, there's some talent there, but not sure that's ever a name that we're gonna we're gonna be too bothered with. Um, Thanks for keeping us accountable, though. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. 
Um, at John, John Fine 2 asks us, who's better looking, Eric or Jordan, asking for a friend? It's, it's Jordan, without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm younger. I got, got the edge. Ouch. Yeah, but true. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll put that to a Twitter vote. It'll be it'll be a picture <laughs> of me versus the, the Phil Coke hat. I suppose nobody wants to. Does anybody care? Nobody cares. I'm not going to post selfies. Nobody, nobody cares. I think I think they do. I think they do. Um, te- at tech, <laughs> tech Jansen asks us thoughts on the new hats. And then there's a side by side comparison of the new hats and the old hats. Um, yeah, bad, bad. Yeah, not not great. I like this. this <laughs> I like the smaller one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I don't necessarily. I'm not like. You were going to say you like the smaller D, but then you wussed out. I, I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah. You said that I said that. I didn't say that. Um, yeah, the, the smaller ones are better because older is, you know, traditional. Yeah. Uh, Brett Yoder asks us, is Jordan Zimmerman the most undeserving opening day starter in the history of baseball? No. No, I've, it's not even particularly close. I have checked the history of baseball, and yes, he is. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I have not checked the history He's of not even the worst tiger starter in the last 20 years Steve sparks op- uh started on opening day one year oh yeah so zimmerman's zimmerman is a legitimate even if a little long in the tooth but he's a legitimate ace he was a starter i mean his years of the nationals he was extraordinary he's a perfectly fine pitcher yeah that seems or fair was i don't know uh, Call Jacks asks us, am I a Tiger homer or does Cabrera have one more monster year in him? 310, 30 homers, 80 walks? That's not beyond comprehension. I think he could have it, sure. I could see him having any of those three. I don't necessarily see all of them. Like, I could see the average coming back. I could see the power coming back. But I don't necessarily see both of them coming back, which yeah, I feel like maybe right. I feel like at this age and and his his you know swing ability at this point he might need to kind of focus on one or the other. He's more fit and athletic than um, Big Poppy. That's true. That's true. But Poppy just had and that. He had a, he had huge years. He had too. just that natural up. I don't know the that swing lent itself more towards gaudy home run numbers, whereas Miggy's swing I would say more lends itself towards gaudy batting average numbers. Oh, that's fair. Um, John Fine, back in touch, uh, says, okay. question, which current Tiger would he, uh, be able to successfully wrestle a bear? <laughs> which is the question we've all been waiting to hear an answer on. Um, I don't know, Fulmer, maybe? I was thinking prob- probably Alex Wilson. Yeah. Um, I don't feel Queen like there's... Barry. <laughs> oh. And, no? and you thought my fires fighter one was bad. He's not even on a tight current Tiger. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Billy Robinson asks us if if Ron Gardenhire were a character from such films as Smokey and the Bandit or Every Which Way But Loose, uh, which would he be? Uh, You're kind of movie references from like this millennia. I don't I don't know these. I I have not seen either of these either because I'm um, uncultured. Yeah, because these are are, I believe films. Yeah, they're movies. So I, I haven't seen them. Um Let's see. At Nicholas Haller asks, what would it take to get a YouTube version of the show? Um, uh, money. I was going to say financial contribution. Um, For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something, it's something I could look into if there was a lot of expressed interest. Um, I feel like it would probably be extra work and I'd have to like groom myself. <laughs> but uh, You know, know. In the, when they talk about minor leaguers, they talk about hashtag want. Do we have the want? 
I mean, I think we I have. Don't know. I think we have I some wants. I don't know if we have enough wants. I, I don't think we have enough wants. Yeah, we'll uh, maybe we'll put up a Twitter poll. Do you actually want to see our faces? I feel like that that's a bad idea. Um, and the last one comes from Adam Langworthy. He asks, "Will Mike Fires become the new Brad Penny? Are you also Justin Upton levels of concerned about Franklin Perez's injury?" That's a, that's a deep cut. I appreciate that one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think fire sucks to answer the first question. So kind of yes. And all right. Every, who was it? I think it was Henning or McCoskey's all wringing their hands about Franklin Perez. Let's be real. We weren't going to see him until the middle of next year making a significant contribution. Maybe he gets a cup of coffee at the end of this year. So as long as he doesn't have any lasting permanent injury i think he's it's not it's not an issue and I, I really don't want to hear your lose a half a year of development noise he's got to fill out emotionally mentally and physically and all the extra pitches i feel like are kind of a minor component of his maturation and to be honest, it's not the end of the world to lose, you know, to not have him using all those extra bullets up in the minor league. Like, yes, he is going to miss some game time and how you deal with different situations, but it's not like he's not going to be with the team watching baseball. You can learn a lot just from being around baseball as it's happening, and he will still be doing all of those things. Yeah, I completely agree. The losing the half a year or six, six to eight weeks of of development. I think that's noise. I don't, I don't know that there's anything in that. I'm not wringing my hands primarily because I wasn't going to see him in the original situation and I'm not going to see him now. So for me, the thing that the world revolves around is not changing because it's about me. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the Twitter questions. Do you have any, any questions for me that you'd like answered? Um, is your t- Twitter game strong? Do you, do you, how's your how's your brand? Are you advancing your brand? I would say it's, your it's, personal brand is important. I'd say my my personal brand is pretty strong. I think my Instagram game is a little bit hotter than my Twitter game. Um, okay. I I came up with some fire. I I thought on on Saturday with the whole sister Jean thing, but got a lot of negative responses to that. <laughs> Come on, you got to keep that brand personal brand strong. Do you have a personal logo? You know, like LeBron or Cabrera. You should think about that. You I should. Know? should just be my face. Just just this. Yeah. People yeah. will be swarming that. Yeah. I like mean, bees to pollen. Let's wrap this up. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23 where the Twitter game is, of course, strong. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, where the Instagram game is even stronger i am at jordino four and i believe eric is at comeric eric do you post, I should on there? post something yeah i should i should post something take a picture and post it i'll, I'll do that and if Stop you would down. uh we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes google play soundcloud uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on and like i said in previous weeks if you do that take a screenshot of it tweet it to us and we will read it out um and you can become uh, Twitter famous and famous over the airwaves of the internet, um, and all of your friends will be jealous. Maybe. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, anything else to say before we get out of here for the week? No. No? All right. Um, 
We will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.